0: here with another installment of the Home Field Advantage podcast. This is Big Mo. I have Action Jackson on the line with me, and uh, Action, uh, it is Wednesday, but it's a rainy Wednesday, even though the the clouds are clear here in the plains of Arkansas. And uh, can you can you explain to me what happened this weekend when uh, Liberty University? from the state of Virginia, came into Fayetteville and how we did not come out of that game with a W. Well, you know, i I left frustrated. And I
1: just thank the sports gods that it was football season also. But I thank God that it was basketball season because that's how frustrated I was. I'm glad basketball season is around the corner. Uh, Sam Sam Piven put it best, you can't show up and play a half against anybody and expect to win. We're not good enough to just roll the ball out there and hope things go our way. We gotta show up to play every single Saturday. We weren't ready to play and we got ourselves beat. I mean, that's pretty much the summary that I have of, I mean, I'm still trying to get over it. It's a tough field to swallow. It is Wednesday, it's LSU week, and uh, I'm, I'm just ready to put uh, liberty behind me i I don't want any liberty or give me death or anything like that i just want to forget all about liberty right now
0: Uh, basically are are you saying we're cooked for the year jackson no 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 not
1: at all Uh, we throw uh, it in the towel i'm too optimistic for that not not at all uh matter of fact i I actually I, i actually think that you see a revamped renewed and and Probably what will look like on on television on a totally different team this weekend. Uh, if, if you can't get ready to play the number seven team in the country on your home field for the boot, you can't get ready for anything. And it's going to be cold. It's going to be a great day for football. And I, I I just I'm optimistic enough to think that the Hogs are still capable of winning this game.
0: Yeah. I would like to think so, too. Um, if anything, I actually think the loss to Liberty makes them more dangerous against LSU because we have uh, we have lost any illusions that we probably never should have had that we were going to compete for a national and an SEC championship. And we've come back down to Earth, which is where we belong. And on right. planet Earth, the season is about beating Texas A&M, it's about beating LSU. It's about beating Ole Miss. It's about beating Missouri. And right. if, if, you, if you really, really want to shoot for the moon, it's about beating Alabama. And Absolutely. obviously we didn't get that done. We didn't get Texas A&M done, which means we only have three of those five games I just mentioned left on the schedule. And we're 5-4 and four right now. From my perspective as a Hog fan – if we can get three wins, if we can beat LSU, Ole Miss, and Missouri, and get to a record of eight and four, finish the year eight and four, to me that that will be a tremendous success of a season. Tremendous oh,
1: success.
0: So, we we just got to get back to what the season's all about. And, and, and it's not about, you know, beating teams like Liberty or BYU or what have you. It's about beating your core rivals and keeping that, and, and especially this week, keeping that boot.
1: You know, and we're playing a team this week, Big Mo, that, that doesn't look at us as a rival.
0: Well, no, them. I disagree with that. I,
1: I, I don't think they. I think we see them as a rival. I don't think LSU looks at Arkansas as a rival.
0: They well, they absolutely. I, that. I, I, you know, probably not as much as a rival, but they definitely see us as a rival, and they they, they need to, especially after last year, after what we, the whooping we gave them last year. Um, and, and now LSU. Tra- Chilid- go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I, I'm just saying that that. We have kind of a perfect storm here. First of all, we've got the game in Fayetteville, where it needs to be. It's going to be cold, which I think favors us. Um, and we've, we've got them riding off the win off Alabama. For those listeners out right. there, you, you probably have heard that LSU beat Alabama in overtime this past weekend. Uh, meanwhile, Arkansas lost at home against Liberty. And that's a perfect storm for me. If, if you could ask me, what, what are the conditions that you want to create if you're just focused on winning the LSU game? Well, I would say, well, I, would, I hope they knocked off the number one team the week before, they partied all week, and Arkansas got beat by uh, some uh, non-conference patsy, which Liberty's not a patsy, but, the, but they are non-conference, and that they got their head hung, and they're just chomping at the bit to get back on the field. Well, that's what we have it's storm. exactly what we have
1: that and if you throw in another factor which which normally doesn't bode well for us because we're normally the road team but the the road team is is, is never looked at as, as having an advantage when the kickoff's at 11 o'clock in the morning and i i just i think the the, the recipe is on the table to to knock lsu off their high horse
0: and, it's all there uh,
1: it's all there we just have to go out there and do it uh, you know, I, I think if we can get, I think our offense scores enough points. I, I don't think the offense is the issue this week. Uh, I actually have Arkansas winning the game 36-31. I think if we score thirty points right now, we can beat anybody that we play. It's a matter so you, of. So you're calling out. a shootout, calling for a shootout. I'm here. calling. I'm calling. I'm calling of a shootout uh, in the cold, and, and I'm. I'm, I'm going to say the defense wins it at the end. LSU's driving. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get deep into the red zone and we just we
0: just stop them, and we beat them. I've I, I got it 36-31. All right, 36-31. Well, that's, that's probably what it's going to take. Uh, it's it's going to take some few defensive stops, and uh, I, 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 based on what I saw against Liberty, though, I have to ask you, uh, Jackson, where are those 36 points going to come from? Because we, we only hung 19 on uh, the... Uh, I guess the, are they the Eagles of Liberty? I mean, I guess we should we should start learning their mascots. Since, since they
1: the, the flames or something, and,
0: you know... the flames. It, I'm sorry, the flames of uh, the flame of Liberty.
1: Birds and mascots. They definitely mascot. burned us up. I mean, they definitely burned Whew. us up. And uh, I, I just think we get back to our identity of of, of running the ball. Of you know, and and it, with Liberty, it was a scheme thing. I mean, they were set out to stop the run and I'm, I'm hoping that you know LSU's got to be a little smarter than that because if they put eight or nine in the box they're probably not going to be as, as small as Liberty was on the line to shoot those gaps as effective and if, if KJ is not hurt, I, I just I, I, I can see him having a really big game but the X-Factor is if he doesn't, if he's not able to go the X-Factor is Lee Hornsby because
0: he brings a total different dynamic to that offense and
1: Oh yeah, I do want to say a bright spot from the Liberty game. Uh, I'm glad we finally got Quincy McAdoo on the field. Uh, you know, he had a he had a block fun on special teams. He had a, a an interception, and he had like five tackles. So he, he hasn't been able to play a wide receiver, but they switched him to the defense. I just thought he played a great game. Uh, that would definitely be my player of the game from from that awful awful loss. So be the freshman Quincy McAdoo. From yeah. Uh, I, I think he. I, I think he definitely deserves the the game ball. Uh, you know, you, you hate to lose it the way we did, but you know LSU stopped a two point conversion in overtime, and, uh, and and we failed on a two point conversion to go to overtime. So uh, I just think it's a different Arkansas team this weekend. Uh, that's what I see. And until I see different, that's that's all I'm gonna go with. I, I'm I'm just crazy enough to think that we,
0: we keep the boot. I hope so. Well, I have to go with my offensive player of the game against Liberty, which again, there there wasn't nearly as much offense as what we wanted. But I, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the senior uh, Matt Landers. Yeah, uh, he had. Sticks catches for more than a hundred yards. And, uh, it was one of the few bright spots for Arkansas on offense. Did, didn't, didn't score a touchdown, but, um, but he did move the ball very efficiently. Um, and so he, you know, with, with two games left to play in his career, it, it was, it was a solid game for him, but not so much for the rest of the team. Right. Uh, uh but
1: putting it, l- you know, my, one of my gripes from Saturday, uh, was, was the play calling because you know we, we finally we finally got Rocket clicking uh he had, he had two 13 yard games and then he had a 28 yard game and I was like man we finally got the running game going and then what do we do we raise up and throw a pass off Trey Knox's hands in the end zone it's intercepted why not continue to run the ball big Mo can you explain that to me maybe you've seen it from a different angle Could we not hand it off again and and just see if we could get any closer to the end zone there
0: well, I have to agree. We, did, we didn't we have a few big gains, but if you look at Rocket Sanders' is what, what he did for the whole day, he only averaged three and a half yards a carry. So right. he was not effective on the ground. Um, you could run it there, but I guarantee you if we run it there and we get stopped for a few short gains, people are asking, why didn't you pass it? So I do like the aggressiveness, Um and of course, uh, Trey Knox had two touchdowns in the game, so he overall had a you know good game. Actually, the only two balls he caught were um, uh, were, were touchdowns, two catches for uh, thirteen yards and two scores. Obviously, the one he missed there was uh, very painful. But you know, I can't, I cannot blame the play call, and and I think that gets okay. us to you know what you got to blame there is the execution. You got to catch that ball. You, you, the ball has got to be better thrown, and it needs to be caught. Period. And you know, I don't, I don't know what went on in the first half, but the defense did play inspired in the second half. I, I think I heard a stat; they only gave up seventy-four total yards in the second
1: half. Uh, I mean, that's that's a pretty good defense. But at the end of the day, we we just come up short, and oh, uh, you know. As, as Sam Pittman always say, always says, we got to put it behind us. You know, uh, the players have forgot about it. They're they're focused on LSU. So uh, definitely a disappointment. But like I said, I'm I'm expecting good things this weekend. Uh, a cold, nasty day in Fayetteville is probably not going to bode well for the for the visiting Tigers. So
0: um, I'm hoping so too. Um... I want to move on to two topics, though, that have been raised regarding the game. Um, The first topic being uh, Sam Pittman. And uh, uh, it was brought to my attention, some people were actually calling for Sam Pittman's job after that game. And uh, I just want to say for my part that that is insanity. That is Insanity. Couldn't agree
1: more. Uh, I mean, if you if you look what Sam's done since he's been at Arkansas, uh, I mean, we just he just signed the the highest one of the highest rated classes that we've ever had uh, as far as ratings go and rankings uh, for this coming season. Uh, he, he's he's built the lines just like we said he would. Uh, I, I just think that the uh, you know it, it's very frustrating to listen to you know, radio across the state and hear people saying that he's not the guy for the job, let's fire him. And, you know, Arkansas fans are so fickle because let us beat OSU Saturday. The same people are calling him, man, Sam Pickham is the man for the job. And, you know, and it, it's easy to be down when you have a bad loss, but, but let's go get a good win. I mean, uh, what about what he has done? And yeah. I, I just, I think that, that all the the crazy talk about firing Kendall and getting rid of Sam. And, I mean, Arkansas done, has done something this year, Big Mo, if you're not aware of, that they haven't done in 50 years. On offense, they've averaged 200 yards rushing and 200 yards passing a game. Wow. do it against Liberty, but it hasn't been done in 50 years of Arkansas football. And you're wanting to get rid of the offensive coordinator? Come on, people. You know, you remember the Chad Moore's days. Let's just, I mean, let's take her lumps someone we get them, and, and growing pains hurt. They
0: do. Well, and let's Pain also hurts. not forget what, what, you know, the team did last year where we did the, you know, trifecta or the uh, quintifecta, or whatever you want to call it, where we beat Texas A&M, we mm-hmm. beat Texas, we beat LSU, and we beat Missouri. Yes, and as a Razorback fan, like, as I mentioned if, Few earlier in this in this podcast, uh, that's really all I ask. If you can win those four games, if you can beat Texas A&M, LSU, and Missouri, and then add one more good win, and last year it was against Texas, um, th- that's all I c- that's all I can ask. That, that's a that's a outstanding season.
1: And, I'll say- and not to go back too far this year, but you know we we exercised one of our demons when we went on the plains at Auburn, and destroyed them. I mean, it wasn't, it wow. just absolutely shellacked them. And we haven't done that. And and, mm-hmm. and then not only that, they, they make a coaching change after that game. So, you know, people need to take the bad with the good, because if you remember, as, as you began to get taller, Big Mo, you had some growing pains in those legs. As this team continues to get better and continues to go up these rankings and get recognized, <laughs> there's going to
0: be some growing pains. Yeah. Well, well, there, there are some growing pains for sure, but um, yeah, I, I don't think it. I think Sam has done more than enough for us to have a supreme confidence in him in him leading the team. And uh, I just want to just put put that to bed immediately. Uh, any, any thought yeah. of, um, of 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 you know, his, his job being in jeopardy at all. Um, I don't even so, think his seat is warm. I, I don't even, no. I mean, I don't I, I think he's, I think he's still sitting on a, a, a cool pad. Uh, I mean, I don't even think it's warm at all. Yeah. It's, it's not warm at all. So, um, but yeah, we, we, we uh, we have a big game coming up against LSU. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to my uh, NC State Wolfpack, which even though, of course, they they lost their their star quarterback uh, Devin Leary for the season, and when that happened, I pretty much figured, well, that that's the season. We just yeah roll it up and and fight for next year. But uh, but no, they they've continued to win. They 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 have continued to win. They got a extremely tough, uh, hard fought win uh, against Florida State a couple of weeks ago, and then they grinded out a win. And I hate to even brag about it, but they are a ranked team, and they beat us last year. Um, they grinded out a win against Wake Forest, and Wake Forest is ranked ahead of ahead of us, so they were before last week. And uh, that, that's that's a quality win now. That's a quality win. So. Pulled pulled off a one or actually a nine point win uh, against Wake Forest uh, last week. And before you know it, NC State is seven and two, ranked number. uh, I think we've moved into the top 20 now. And uh, we're staring at uh, Boston College next week, which always should be a win, two and seven for the season. After that, we go to Louisville, who's six and three. And then we finish with a big game in Chapel Hill against the 8-1 and one UNC Tar Heels. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, really, Arkansas and NC State football, it's almost like the season starts this week. Because if Arkansas, if both of those teams can run the table, it's been fantastic. I mean, a fantastic season. I absolutely
1: agree. And- Know, just a couple of weeks ago you were you know you're ready to throw in the towel on the Wolfpack. so um, i was good 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 to hear that you know they they've managed to to do it without their world you know all-world quarterback i mean uh kind of kudos to them that's that's a big shout out
0: well we've uh, been using a, a freshman quarterback mj morris true freshman who is not supposed to even see the field this year has stepped up and uh, he's doing it mostly with his legs, but he is keeping the ball moving for NC State, and of course our defense is always strong. So, right. um, you know, I, I, now I'm not saying we're gonna we're gonna win out, and of course that Chapel Hill game is going to be, as always, very brutal. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, that, that's one of those games where you can throw out the records and the rankings and everything else. Those are just two teams that give it all they got, you know? Right. Right. But, uh, but no, we're, we're at least, we, we have hope The hope is there. And, you know, at seven and two, I mean, you're talking about, you know, I, I think Clemson pretty much cuts off any chance at a S at an ACC, uh, championship appearance but even then i think you're still talking about one of the big big four bowls uh, possibly
1: possibly oh absolutely yes you
0: know you uh, go you go 10
1: and 2 yeah uh, uh, definitely looking at a new year's six bowl game
0: yeah Cle- uh, clemson's in the in the playoff 10 and 2 you know i would love to go to the orange bowl
1: i'd love it be a great be a great venue uh they a great venue and, and their fans, uh, I think it would be a well-deserving. Uh, definitely around the table. Uh, you know, and I, I don't want to jump too far ahead of you, Big Mo, but you, you give a, a shout-out. So i got to give a shout-out to the Astros. I mean, we haven't talked since since what happened in, in Houston. And I know I'm jumping all over the page, but no, I, I had no, to give a shout-out to the Astros because... I mean, <laughs> what what a what a series, and and I think if I'm not mistaken, that ball that the Jordan Alvarez hit, I think it's still going. I, I don't think it's come down yet. Uh, well, you, I
0: mean, that, you know, that's one thing I
1: learned around the world. And yeah, what what a, what a great uh, a great way to, to to put the Phillies to rest.
0: It sure was. It was. It was. I mean, one of those situations where again. Th- it's just really following up on what we've been seeing about Arkansas. Things aren't going to go well all the time. The Astros were down 2-1 to one that series. And coming into Game 4, there were a lot of people with their head hung thought, thinking that the Phillies were going to end up pulling out that series and the Astros were going to lose their third straight World Series that they've been to. And uh, a lot of doom and gloom, you know? Okay. And, and what do you know? Three, three wins later... It's all over, even before Game 7.
1: And, and you know, and, and hearing Jose Altuve talk about Alvarez's home run, he, he said where you hit that ball to, you're not even supposed to hit a ball up there. Oh, that's right. And, <laughs> and just to hear that, I was just like, man, and and, and I'm not an Astros fan. Mind you. you know, you guys swept my, my team, the Yankees, to get there. Yeah. But... I can only imagine as an Astro, man, you got to walk me through what you're thinking when, when you hear that shot, because as soon as he hit it, I'm not an Astros fan, and I stood in my feet, i like, that's gone. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it, it all came, it was the same mistake that Seattle made in game one of the ALDS, which was pulling a right-handed pitcher who was already in the game and comfortable for a left-handed reliever just to face Yordan Alvarez. And the thing that people don't realize, but I'm sure they realize now, is that Yordan hits lefties. He, he crushes lefties. And so they brought in Robbie Ray, a starting pitcher, a lefty, in game one in Seattle to face Yordan uh, with the Mariners ahead by two runs and two guys on base. And uh, he, he crushed the pitch for a walk-off home run into the upper deck. Well, what happens here in the World Series? You've got a reliever, a right-handed reliever. Oh, I'm sorry, you have I had um, Zach Wheeler, who was still going pretty well. He was in the sixth inning. Uh, right-hander, obviously. And here comes Jordan up to the plate with two guys on again. What the major do? Goes to the bullpen. Goes to Alvarado, a lefty, thinking he's going to get a lefty on lefty matchup, but he's not realizing Jordan hits lefties, and uh, and and yeah, the rest the rest was history.
1: Absolutely crushed it. I mean, uh, I, I mean, uh, absolutely. You can call
0: that one a moonshot because that's exactly what it was. Yeah, uh. yeah, it's yeah, like, it's you, like said. you said, oh, um, or like, or like Jose, Jose said. said. I've been watching watching Astro games in that ballpark ever since they built it. And I, I keep telling people, I have never seen a ball hit where he hit that ball. I've never, I mean, regular, you know, they play 81 games plus a year, including the playoffs, probably 90 games a year in that stadium. I have never seen, in fact, I've never really seen anyone get close the wow. base of that wall is 409, the base of the wall. He hit it over 30 feet over the wall. There, about 30 feet up is a big plateau where people are sitting, you know, eating hot dogs and, and drinking. And he, it's like a monster wall behind it. Now, you don't have to hit it all the way up on top of there for it to be a home run. You just have to hit it over the the fence, which is about, you know, um, eight eight feet high. And it's a home run. He didn't just hit over the fence. He hit over the entire back wall, as you know, and yes. and it's 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 a about thirty foot carry. It's a it was at least a four hundred and fifty foot carry to straightaway center with a left-handed pitcher facing you as your left-handed batter. Your Don is, and um, and he's trying to get you out, obviously in 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 right. a. A uh, crucial game in the World Series, so I don't think it's it's any over uh, overstatement to say that it was the greatest home run in in Astros history to date.
1: Oh, by far, I would I would uh, it would be hard to find one that was more important. Uh, and, and I would I would say you know you spoke earlier about the perfect storm, and that's what it was. Uh, I mean, you had a left handed pitcher pitching into a left handed batter's power. And he, I mean, just crushed it. I mean, uh, when when you're not even a fan and you stand up because you know it's a home run and a big moment, I mean, it was just it was baseball history in the making. And I, I was so pleased that I was able to see it. Uh, and and for for your team to win it, man, I, I was I was just thrilled. Um, I, I I don't know where you where you wanted to go next. I want to I want to kind of hit on something about this. Uh, Especially at Arkansas, this transfer portal impact. Matt Landers earlier, and uh, I, I just want to say real quick about the Hog basketball game against North Dakota State the other night, and the, the Hogs won by eighteen. But a transfer player from Missouri named Trevion Brazil, he only had twenty-one points and twelve rebounds in his first ever triple double. I mean, double double. Excuse me, his first ever double double, and. What, what do you how do eric musselman and, and sam pittman just continue to do this big mode in the transfer portal
0: uh they do well for sure with the transfer portal i mean last year arkansas's basketball team was basically almost entirely built on the transfers I think four of our five starters were off the portal and um The thing about the transfers is, at least in basketball, it seems like they they need some time to get up to speed and to gel together because the chemistry is not there uh, out out of the gate. And I think sometimes it's never there. Sometimes it just doesn't develop. You don't know always what you're getting. You're just getting pieces from different areas that don't necessarily fit together. Um, but they've done a good job with making them fit, and uh, the talent's always there, as you can see. Right, right. You know, it's it's about finding that that role and getting people to not only find a role but accept their role, and then excel in that role. And Musselman did a great job of that last year. Uh, you know, Sam Pittman does a, does a fine job of it. I think in in football, it's a little bit different, because obviously, you know more set positions than in basketball. Basketball, it's more, you have to decide who's going to be the scorer, who's going to be the rebounder, the role player, you know, who's who's getting the ball in the clutch, things of right. that nature. Right. So. But, and, you know, and, and just, to, just to expound on the basketball team from the other night, you know, we had an 18-point win
1: over a North Dakota State team that is typically in the NCAA tournament. And the – the thing that really excited me is we, we did it without arguably our best player. Uh, Nick, Nick Smith Jr. Didn't even play in that game. Uh, dealing with a little bit of a knee issue. And, uh, I think they're going to hold him out till Maui, uh, when, when they go and play Louisville and, and, and some other teams, but, uh, the, the team defense was just stifling. I mean, we held them to under 60 points, uh, 31% shooting from the field. Uh, you know, it, it was an 18-point game, but you know we never trailed. We led by 21. Uh, and the thing about Trevion Brazil that I think is really dangerous is you have a 6'10" big that stepped out and hit three threes, uh, and just I think he's going to be a matchup nightmare for some teams. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be hard to find a loss on this on this basketball schedule for for a while. I think of this season. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but. Uh, I'm, I'm I think we're very deserving of our, our top 10 ranking that we entered.
0: Well I, I will say that my uh, I mean I, I, I'm the pessimist of the of the podcast here and I will tell sure you that, I will tell you that my expectations, are very much in check, are very, very much in check, because (laughs) I remember last year I only went to one regular season Arkansas game last year, and that was here in Little Rock when they played a team called uh, Hofstra in Little Rock. you have to mention it? I had to, because we were the same ranking we are now. We're number 10 in the country, and we got beat like yard hogs. Not yard dogs, but like yard hogs. I mean, we we never led in that game. We, we we honestly it was never. I don't think it got within a one possession game ever. And Hofstra just claimed our clock. Uh,
1: kind of, so kind of sounds what ha- like what happened against Liberty. We just I mean, we just didn't show up. And you know if you don't show up to play as Arkansas. You- Unless you go on the baseball diamond. I, I think there's some baseball teams that we play. We can probably just go out there and nonchalant and, and win the game. But in football and basketball, we can't do that, Big Mo. we got to show up. Like, we're playing Alabama every week. Every week.
0: Yeah. Well, I have to say, I mean, again, it's tougher when you are the, the team that's being hunted. And, and that's what Arkansas is now. Uh, I can tell you that on Friday we play Fordham, and I wouldn't look past Fordham. Fordham is the type of team that worries me. Those East Coast, those scrappy East Coast teams uh, like Hofstra was that, you know, get talented players here and there and, um, you know, but maybe can't put a full season together, especially early in the season, they can be dangerous. Because right. this is the time of year. I mean, I'm looking at Fordham's schedule here. I don't think they play. I think the only major conference team they play this year is Arkansas. That's what I'm seeing on here. Wow. I'll see, an, I'll see another don't major conference ready team. To
1: play that? So, I would say they're going to be ready to play that game.
0: I would hope so. Because if you look over at the football field, Liberty, I mean, we weren't Liberty's only major conference team, but... Liberty played us like they're playing the Super Bowl. And that's what's going to happen of with Florida, too.
1: I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I think that helps to add to the, to the allure that, that LSU is going to come into this weekend. Because a night basketball game uh, has the potential to have lingering effects Saturday morning for the ones that are in Bud Walton arena. Especially if Arkansas just dominates. I mean... Uh, I mean, you're talking about the perfect storm. Big Ma, I like how you put that. I think that should be the quote of the year so far on this podcast. Uh, it, it's the perfect storm weekend. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't well, hurt my feelings if it rains a little bit. Let it rain. I, I, it would hurt my feelings at
0: all. <laughs> it may be a little uh, late in the podcast for me to throw this out there, but that mention of playing in Little Rock for, in the Hofstra game, uh, <laughs> probably a bad time to mention it too, but uh, – uh, that it, it crossed my mind, at least in football, and uh, you know, I I, ha- I have to say I, I'm I'm dis- I'm not so much disappointed in Sam Pittman. Obviously, uh, most of it falls on the players. Most of it does, but I will say that I am disappointed in in really the uh, I'd say the fans and the stadium the whole atmosphere in Fayetteville about the Liberty game. And what I would like to make a call for is at some point we're going to have to start bringing, if we want to start winning football games, we're going to have to consider bringing games back down to Little Rock or, or somewhere, you know, I I guess Little Rock would be the only place, but you know, bring it back down here to Little Rock. Because you if you can't get long it long. done against Liberty at home, then we need to bring that game to Little Rock because that, that's a game that would ordinarily be in Little Rock this year, but we don't have any games. The only game they gave us last year was UAPB. As
1: yeah, a travesty. As a travesty.
0: You know,
1: and, and speaking of the, of the allure that Little Rock is, I, I, you know, it's LSU week, and, you know, of course our podcast isn't scripted, folks, so if we bounce around, you just got to bounce around with us. Big, big <laughs> you have to tell me what it was like to be a part of the the, the raucous craziness that was the first miracle on Markham. Let I let was there. Play up. Let me set the play up. We, we get the ball to the LSU 31-yard line on an on under ball to Richard Smith. If, if Matt Jones doesn't under-throw that ball, Richard Smith scores. And you're through him. And now the ball is sitting at the 31-yard line with, you know, I mean – very minute time list and I'm watching it on TV at my uncle's house and Matt Jones hurls the ball at the back of the end zone. The confusion is so much that we're listening to Paul Eels on the radio call it a touchdown. I ran out of the house and I'm running around the yard like a crazy banshee and and I'm, I'm miles away I mean half an hour away from the stadium. Walk me through what went on with, with, your, with your experience in that game, because I think that's the kind of atmosphere that's going to have to be set Saturday for us to pull off this monumental upset.
0: Well, I, I will say it was frankly a different era. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned it, because this is the 20-year the twenty year anniversary of the miracle. It's so I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up, because if we didn't bring that up, this would have been a failed fail by podcast. But in 20 years ago, almost to the day, in 2002, we had uh, Matt Jones as our quarterback, which I still believe is the greatest quarterback that we've had uh, since he left. I don't, uh, of all the quarterbacks that we've had since Matt Jones left, if you put them all, all up against each other, I would take Matt Jones against all of them. All
1: Absolutely, of them. 100%.
0: Because Matt Jones had a had a knack for making plays and and winning games he he, he had a true Razorback spirit and Absolutely. it was you know probably best shown honestly in the six and seven overtime wins he had against Ole Miss and Kentucky um but remarkable. And it was, was remarkable but it was also the one that I actually saw in person was the miracle and uh, it was a game in which Arkansas, let's be clear, should have never been in this game. We got beat for four for three and a half quarters. We got handled, and the only thing keeping us in it was our defense. We constantly bend but not break. It would, they would constantly let LSU get you know down the field a little ways, but they wouldn't give up that big play. that actually let them get in the end zone. So what happened was it was about, and again, I don't I don't know the exact score, but we were, we were down by uh, I think like 20 to seven, I want to say. And in the fourth quarter, and Arkansas finally gets a drive together and we get a touchdown with uh, I believe it's Fred Talley scored the touchdown uh, and made it 20 to 14. And LSU had the ball back. LSU drives down, and once again, defense bends but doesn't break. They punt, and we get the ball with about 50 seconds left on about our 10. And that's what sets up what you just described. It was a a long pass to start off with that was underthrown, but but it was caught. We get down to the 31-yard line. And um, for the whole game, I, I, I will remember that, This was in Low Rock, of course, obviously. Miracle on Markham. But the fans never gave up on that game. I never gave up on that game. There was always a hope that if there was any chance, we could still do it. Because you have to remember the stakes of this game. This was not just your average Arkansas-LSU game. Whoever won this game was going to the SEC Championship. Exactly. And... As an Arkansas fan, I don't think I have to tell anyone out there how much that means. Because when was the last time we went to an SEC championship, Jackson? Oh, uh, well. Uh, oh, do we have to go back to it? Uh, the, the
1: since since then, uh, we we you know we went with Mc, McFadden, uh, and you know you had the Reggie.
0: It's been more than a decade, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We had the Reggie fish over the shoulder inside the ten yard line. On a yeah. hunt that you never should have tried to field. Yeah, so I mean, it's not something that we do very often. No, is, is go to the SEC championship game. So, uh, but, but please do continue because this is a riveting story, folks. I'm telling you.
0: Uh, <laughs> but much, so you much, have to remember, this day. game was for all the marbles, and you also have to remember at the time this is being played, Arkansas had not lost in Little Rock for years up to this point. Yeah. We had a winning streak in Little Rock. In fact, I think the last team to beat us in Little Rock was probably LSU in 96. I want to say.
1: Yeah, it, it, it had been years.
0: We, we, beat, them, we beat them in, uh, in Arkansas, in, I mean, in Little Rock in 98. We beat them in 2000. And, uh, you know, it, it had been five or six years since we had lost a the game there. And so there was a lot of pride. Not only were we playing our arch our, our rival, not only were we playing for the boot, and not only were we playing for an SEC West Championship and a trip to the championship game in Atlanta, but we're playing in a place that at the time was the heart and soul of Razorback football, and that was War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock, a place where we felt we could beat just about any team that came in there. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was electric from the kickoff on. And, and even though we were down, the people, I mean, we, we were keep, keeping it loud on defense. Everybody was standing. Everybody was into the game. Um, but there was a feeling of, you know, is this it? Are we are we fixing to get crushed here at home by LSU and have them celebrate a, a SEC West championship on on? You know what's basically to many people there, almost a hallowed field at this point. You know, a, a
1: the place of our home field advantage. Yeah.
0: exactly. I mean, just 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 the heart, of, just the heart of our our, our program, and um, and so that's the stakes were high. The stakes were high. So that's what made the place so huge. Was we're basically staring at just a a terribly painful defeat that would have ended the regular season and you know a loss that people wouldn't soon forget and then it all changed on a 31-yard pass I want to say it was third down to, to Corey Birmingham and I was standing I was in the back end zone probably two or three rows off off the field I was standing in the opposite end zone so I saw the ball go down by the pylon the back pylon and um i just saw everybody just stand up immediately and i saw the officials arms go into the air and it was a melee i mean i i can't ever remember jumping screaming or being that excited about anything it the, literally the the whole place shook the whole city shook it shook. I mean, I, I actually I had people, and I still remember. There were people who jumped onto my shoulders. I had, I mean, it was it was just a mass of humanity in there, and it just craziness. There was not a person in that state that wasn't jumping and screaming as loud as they could. And uh, what was the most amazing thing was we actually had to kick an extra point to win it, and I, I still don't see how that guy made it because <laughs> it was it was so much pandemonium going on at the time when he was trotting out to kick the extra point. And
1: we had
0: a um, We had a penalty for celebrating. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. now I didn't know anything about that penalty because again, there was so much. I mean, at that point. <laughs> think yeah, people goal. had had already lost it, and we we were we were. It took us a while to settle down, um. But uh, but yeah, no, it it was of all of my sports memories, I'd probably have to say that's number one. I, I I can't, you know, um. But just given the the unlikeliness of it happening, you driving ninety yards against your arch rival within in in less than a minute. Um, and by the way, you do it. What, what was amazing on that was that Arkansas had never had anything that whole game, even close to a ninety-yard drive. We had not even shown that we were capable of driving the ball ninety ball. yards if we were given all the time in the world, much less fifty seconds.
1: Couldn't move the ball at all. I
0: mean, and so it just goes to show, Matt Jones. It was just a will. A will to win that really I can't even uh, compare to any other quarterback or very few other players that have ever worn the Razorback jersey. And um,
1: so, do, yeah. Do, so the question is, you know, to, to bring us back down to the reality that we're in now, because that was definitely a different era than we're we're experiencing right now. But, do, do you do you think we have any of that magic this weekend?
0: Uh, well I hate to say it Andrew but this is not the same team as as the 2002 Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, I hate to pour cold water on that um, you know I'd love to see them get a good win but um, that that's asking you know that that's asking quite a bit so to put
1: that to put that excitement that you had in perspective how does that compare to when you and I watch together <laughs> I, you know, the, hoops, the Hoops Hogs win the SEC Basketball
0: Championship. I, I, I will put it this way, and, and nothing against KJ, who's, you know, we're, we're frankly lucky to have him given the type of quarterbacks we've had in, in past years. But uh, if Matt Jones was the quarterback against Liberty, we would have won that game. No doubt no, about no, that. No, we get that two-point no, conversion, we go to overtime, and we win. And everybody knows yeah. it. So, you know, right. That's not putting anyone down. It's just no. We're we're uh, we we need to play a solid game against LSU, and we need to play our best game. What was amazing about the miracle is that Arkansas played almost their worst game, but they still found a way to do it. I mean, against basically all odds. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it, it, that the one thing that game meant to me is it basically with the fans and Matt Jones basically willed a victory that should have never happened you know it almost it almost, um, it almost uh, confirmed that Little Rock was a place where opposing teams just almost couldn't win no matter how could the, no matter how much they had us down and it, it, it looked like it was over for us we still found a way to pull that one out and that continued on for you know, some years after that and then of course
1: to, to hear you, you know. to hear you reminisce about that memory then you know that's why <laughs> i posed the question you know which one's more exciting you know in that atmosphere or or when you and i watched us win the the, the sec tournament in basketball oh
0: well no it's, it's not close the, it, it was the miracle was, was the most exciting that, that was something that that um yeah, you, you got to really experience it as a Razorback fan. Anyone who was there at that game, and there were many thousands, uh, they'll, they'll tell you it's something like you would have never experience. Just because the I stakes were so high, we wanted that game so bad, and the result was so unlikely given the given the circumstances, it was one of the great great games of all time. You know, and that's, that's why it's the miracle
1: because we couldn't we couldn't go lsu week without without at least discussing that because
0: um, i'm glad you did i'm glad you did i mean it's the 20th year anniversary so uh you know i mean now
1: it's out there for everybody so uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, that's that's a
1: that's a treasure of of razorback history folks for for, yeah uh, you you gracious listeners out there uh you know you uh Heard, you know, you heard Arkansas history at its finest, uh, you know, from one of their, I mean, in my opinion, one of their biggest and greatest fans in, uh, in Big Mo.
0: Well, that's, not, that's, I will say I had very little to do with that. I mean, I was I was one voice among many, but it goes to show what Arkansas can accomplish when we all believe at one time and when we have those those few remarkable players who come through the program from time to time. Who just transcend basically uh, the odds and and expectations. Every program gets those players. Matt Jones was one of them, and uh, I'm looking for to, to see some see some other ones in Arkansas. You know, uh, I know we're going to have them in the future, but a- as for right now, again, it's great to have legendary games like that. But I'm I'm all for just winning. I'm all, I, I don't need that I don't need a, a miracle on Markham to make a successful season. if you oh. beat LSU and you keep that boot every year and you also beat Missouri because I can't stand losing to Missouri and I'd like to, like to beat Ole Miss too. I mean I know they're ranked high but I, I you know old Miss is a team I feel like we should always be able to beat just as a program if you can, if you can get those three wins, that's a fantastic year. Absolutely. And that's
1: all I need. Amen. I agree with that. And, you know, and, and I think, you know, uh, I think we have a very special tailback uh, that can be that kind of player. Uh, I know he didn't have a great game against Liberty against that scheme, but, you know, Rockets is, Rock is still on pace to have a very good season, and I would just like to see him show out against LSU Saturday. Uh, yeah. That's that's who I want to see a big game from other than the defense because, If the defense doesn't play well, we don't have a chance anyway. Uh, The defense has to play uh, their best game of the year uh, against this LSU offense, which, you know, on this podcast, we made fun of earlier this year. So, uh, I mean, we definitely made fun of LSU, and you you see where that's gotten us. Uh, I mean, but we can play spoiler this weekend, and and I I think we can.
0: I hope so. And, And, again, Sam Pittman, like I said, his job is very secure. Uh, but I would like to see him. I'm, I'm looking to see a fired up Arkansas team. I'm looking. I'm looking to see an Arkansas team that is playing with a, a different level of intensity than what we've seen all year, even in even in the wins.
1: And I think um, you'll I think you'll you know within the first five minutes of this game Saturday uh, if we're going to be in the game in the fourth quarter or not. I, I think the the first five to seven minutes is going to tell the story.
0: and and you know and you know maybe maybe that's what they need maybe they need a three and a half hour bus ride down to little rock just to sit there for three and a half hours and think about what this game means to the to the fans to the school and and to the state and uh And maybe that's why it's better in Little Rock. And, you know, the fans are doing what they need to do in Fayetteville. It's not necessarily them. It's just the mentality of understanding that this game is different. The Little Rock game is different. I agree it would be great to play spoiler. But in my mind, this is never a spoiler game. This is a rivalry game for the boot where we expect to win. That's why we have a football program. Is so we can beat the LSU Tigers year in year out, and it should never be we beat LSU. And wow, uh, you know uh, what? What a fantastic achievement! It's something that is our goal. It's 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 a goal to do. You know, now beating Alabama, I'll say at this point that's extra. But beating LSU is something that, you know, it's 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 almost needed. It's chicken soup for the for our Razorback soul. You know, and, and I think we just have
1: a different brand of fans than, than the, the two guys on this podcast because I've been to Fayetteville to watch Darren McFadden. I've been to Little Rock uh, to watch many games at War Memorial, and I don't need a big play to be on my feet and, and hooping and hollering and, and, and doing the hog call. Our, our fans sit back and wait for something to happen. I can be, I've been kicked out of many a living room and, and sent to the basement because I'm too daggum loud watching the game. Where are those fans at? Yeah. These raucous, crazy, Razorback nuts.
0: Yeah, I agree. I hate they to say it, but...
1: don't need a kickoff. But... They don't need a big run and play to get loud. You're loud from start to finish, and you're going to make it mayhem on whoever comes in there to hear it.
0: Yeah. I know. I, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of those fans, uh, uh, basically, <laughs> that generation got kind of uh, killed off when we had, you know, the John L. Smiths and the uh, Chad Morrises uh, come through, and uh, essentially, sorry, totally. you know, and, and basically, uh, you you there was a point a few years ago or within the past ten years where you basically it was hard to root for Arkansas. It's hard to root for a two and ten team. Do
1: you, you want to hurt? Or you a know. Team? you know how many recruits could possibly be there this weekend? Do you, do you want to make them think, well, I don't want to come here. The, the the fans have to wait for something to happen. Yeah. No, these guys should be sitting there like, man, this place is nuts. You know, yeah. They're probably going to get treated to a basketball game Friday that they won't experience any other place than Bud Walton Arena. Yeah. And when they go to Reynolds-Raisenback Stadium Saturday morning, they're not going for a picnic. It, it should sound like a bar fight in there. You know, yeah. It, it, it shouldn't be, oh, well, Grandma and Grandpappy or Grandma, and I me mean, sitting over here, sitting back, oh, well, do something to excite us. No. Yeah. You do something to excite the players enough when they're warming up and stretching like, man, look yeah. at this guy's into our fans. Oh, they're here for us. That's I right. I mean, you know, being at Bulldog Stadium when, you know, when in, in, in the field house, you could hear the fans rumbling in the stands before we ever went to the field. We didn't no. have to go out there and, and, and do something spectacular. That place is gonna be raucous from
0: kickoff to till the last cannon went off. Yeah.
1: And that's what that's what we have to get back to in Arkansas and you know it is. And, and Sam Pittman is the guy. I'm saying it on this podcast. Sam Pittman is the guy for he the is. foreseeable future. He's getting us to a place where we haven't been since Petrino and we can't see it because we lost to liberty but we we like i said we're just a few weeks away or removed from from absolutely stomping Auburn that nobody said we were going to do so these petty fans in arkansas need to just sit back be thankful that it's LSU week and let's keep that booked amen this is a amen. game to, to win that's and it And not, oh, well, this is going to be an upset, which, you know, according to the pollsters and the rankings and everything, it is an upset. You know, we can stop them from possibly making the playoff. We can stop them from, you know, being in the driver's seat, going to the SEC championship game, thinking that they're going to the playoff. We can end all of that Saturday. But even more so, let's go do it for Coach. Let's go do it for the state. And, And that's one reason I picked them to win. Not because of the Liberty game, but because of what LSU is. Because of what that game is. That game's always been a rivalry. Yep. If you ask an LSU fan, that's not a rivalry. We, we beat you guys too much. It's a rivalry. Uh-huh. And if you don't if you don't believe it, watch those players go get that boot Saturday and see if it's a rivalry or not.
0: Yeah, It's, it's hard to say it's not a rivalry when you don't have the boot. So I... I, I... I discount that. There, there, like there are a lot more games that matter more to LSU. The Alabama game, they just won, obviously did. But um, I, I agree with everything you said there. Let's, let's, uh, let's get it. Uh, let's see what we got. Um, I'm gonna be hopeful and, and rooting hard for them. But you know, we we got to have a collective effort come through, and um, you know we we got to play our best game. Got got to play our best game. And and if we play our best,
1: be game, best game – Anything short of that, we're, we're going to lose. I mean, just the writing's yeah. on the wall. But if we come out and hit them in the mouth early, show them that, hey, this isn't a team that lost delivery. We don't know who those guys were. You're stepping on a field with Arkansas Razorbacks. You better come ready to play for four quarters or we're going to hit you in the mouth. And uh, I don't know if it's going to take a big sack and interception or what it's going to take for LSU to realize, hey, these boys came to play. That's just just what we got to do. There's nothing to it but to go out there and do it. uh, That's it. And be hyped up. Be hyped up from the moment you step on that field because you can't get hyped up for number seven LSU in your house where you have home field advantage. You can't get hyped up at all.
0: I agree. I agree. I'm looking forward to it for sure. All right. I'm thinking that's about all we have for this week. We, we usually uh, touch on NFL, but NFL has been pretty, uh, pretty lean short, for us short this NFL year. Note, short NFL note. <laughs> I, I would just say that I'm glad
1: that we somehow figured out how to beat the Rams. That's all I'm going to say. Tom Brady yep. figured out a way to beat the Rams. Eight seconds left. Found the rookie for the touchdown, and we're back in control of the division. You know, and I'm I'm pulling hard for Carolina this weekend, and that's really all I got to say. I mean, you know, we can, you know, Tampa Bay still got a lot to play for, even being four and five. And uh, but you know, but like you said, there's not really much to discuss in the NFL, big Moar. Both of our teams are, uh, you know, just kind of, just kind of there right now. You know and, they are and, you know we got hog basketball this week and we got hog football and uh the, the wolf pack you know sneaking back in the top 20 and you know it, it's it's a great time of the year you know it, and you know thanksgiving's right around the corner and you know we we can probably talk about in a couple of weeks uh, what all we're thankful for as far as sports and and family and everything and i i think that might be something to you know to on the back burner in your mind to uh, be thinking about but man it's just always a pleasure to be able to stop by and, and, and chat some sports with a with a good friend and, and somebody that's knowledgeable about what he talks about too.
0: yes it is same same to you Jackson and uh, yeah I think you pretty much summed it up there well uh, that's, that's all we got for the folks this week and uh, we're gonna try to hit you back next week obviously we've, we've missed some time here. Sure have. Uh, cause we've had you know some bye weeks and then different things go up come come up and we're we're gonna try to try to be more regular for the end of the season here and definitely Absolutely. definitely
1: be I think back we made next up Wednesday. For it so. today. I think we made up for it today, and uh, yeah. man, just, just it's, it's a good time to be a hog fan, win, lose or draw. And it is, it is for you
0: know,
1: sure. I'm
0: up, uh, as 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 pessimistic as i am sometimes i'm i'm overall optimistic because we we know what dark times look like and this is not dark times this is not dark times this is this is time to go out and get that big W, just like we did last year so
1: hey and you know all i can say to that to sum it up is is a big old amen
0: all righty